adventure. I am Turch, and with me is my co-host, the CEO, the man that fits into size 36 pants. <laughs> it's Kieran. <laughs> uh, How are you, buddy? That is... Um... <laughs> That is great. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I'm just building up your confidence now. Just building up the old confidence. We went suit shopping. Oh, we did go suit shopping. We went, we was, went. It, I got to, you know, we spoke about, you ranted last couple of weeks ago about the worst shirt shopping experience that you've ever I had. I did, yeah. And on, this was 100%, 180. It was. Opposite way, they went in. Then they go here. Try this on. Does it fit? Yes. Get the fuck out. Brilliant. It was, it was pure man shopping across the board. It was proper. You get in. It was, Do you know what I even like? What? Do you know what I even like? The guy that fitted us for the for the you know the the suit for the wedding. Yeah. He goes to me. Oh, he must be. I'll give you a thirty-eight. Yeah. And I say to him, in some pants. I'm a 36. Yeah. So to help me with my ego, he gave me a 36. <laughs> I get out. The 36 doesn't fit. It's, it doesn't fit. I then go up to the 38. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I respect the fact that he gave me the 36. Uh, it's weird with slacks. We talked about this. Slacks are weird where they're always slightly smaller. They always feel slightly smaller than a pair of jeans or anything like that that you buy. And, and I think they were sort of that, that slim Yeah, it was fitty, a slim sort yeah. of thing as well. So, yeah. And that's a thing as well. It's like, you know, we talk about the shirts where they're slim fit and you're just like, well, yeah, but I'm also in an extra large slim. Isn't that just a medium? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't... It, it, make, make it one easy, understandable sort of thing. Six people... Less than 30 minutes. Oh, way less than 30 minutes. Way, way less than 30 minutes. There was us, us three groomsmen, yourself, your brother and your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brother everyone bought a vest. And beat that, girls. Beat that. <laughs> it was very quick. Less than 30 minutes. Done. Dusted. And the next we're one's going to be great because we're going to all be able to get into the suits properly. Yeah. Because, you know, just For the to make sure... the second fitting. to make sure that the pant lengths are all good. And then we're good to go. Then we'll just leave them at my parents' house. You can leave your pet new pair of shoes there as well. Fantastic. You can leave your belt there as well. Fantastic. And that way you just rock up to my parents' house and we're ready to, to bloody rock and ready roll. Ready to basically and, and you know what? I, I was I was thinking about this the other day. Mm. What is a best man? Right? What what role does the best man have at a wedding? Because this is a very important at the wedding of maybe say the speech. Just, just shush. Can you? This is this oh, is okay. this is my interpretation, not not your interpretation. And really, there's the groom. That's you. Mm-hmm. And then there's the best man. Uh-huh. And really, what I've been thinking about is that the groom is that there's the groom, right? But really, the best man is better than the groom because that person is the best man at the wedding. Yeah, out of all the men that are at the wedding, he is the best. Yeah, like Pete Best, like the drummer from the the Beatles <laughs> that left, like yeah. that type of best, right? <laughs> no, no, it's just you know, I am, I am. So I, I, I'm like usually we, the best I, man is yeah. the one that says the speech. And you are saying the speech, but so. also the the best man has like lots of other responsibilities, like holding the rings, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm banned from, and you're not doing. Yeah, and also signing the book, signing yeah. the paperwork, which also you're I'm not, not doing. doing. That's I'm right, sharing, there's, there's, we have a co best man situation. We have a co best man yeah. situation. I figure that's the best way of doing things, simply because that way everyone feels important, and when everyone's important, nobody's important. <laughs> You know, if everyone has superpowers, no one really has superpowers. You know, if everyone has a million dollars, no one has a million dollars type but, of thing. But it's it's sort of like, really, I don't have to do much. I just have to... T- it's really... Look, it's really hard to fuck up. I just have to turn up. That's the that's Really, the, that's all I have to do. You know, we've tried to make this wedding... Even for Jess and I, we've tried to make this wedding... Everyone just turn up and it's ready to go. Uh-huh. Because if that if that's the case, then that everyone can actually relax and mm-hmm. have a good time. Yeah. If we have to worry about things and organize things on the day or even before that, then no one's gonna have a good time. Mm. So we're aiming we're aiming for let's get it to rock and roll. Oh, it's very very exciting. Um, Turch, uh, do you have a rant for us? I've got a couple of things. As I, I want- as I hold your Yarra Valley water bill in my <laughs> hands. 
Uh, it's not like, even for my property. Lucky I don't have sticky fingers. <laughs> it's not even for my property. It's oh. for my investments. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're a you're a mister. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're not a you're not a doctor. Nah. Oh, that's nah. a shame. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar <laughs> uni debt. I yeah, think I'll just of, go to work and buy houses. <laughs> yeah. No, you you sort of kicking my ass there. Yeah. Speaking of houses, good, <laughs> fantastic segue. Uh, like I said, Jess and I have sort of been keeping a track of the property market around here, mm-hmm. and there's always houses being sold here, like either full, full houses or like townhouses that we're always interested in. It's always yeah, or a co house, co house, whatever yeah. it is, you know, away from the apartments. Yeah, or a basement. Look, as long as it has four bedrooms and or a, a couple- garage, you reckon you could sell your garage? No, I need that for okay. Jess. Well- <laughs> <laughs> That's how she runs her business. Yeah. Very true, but we've been looking at, and one thing. I don't like yeah. about like the property stuff mm-hmm. is sometimes like you can't find stuff on like you, you look on the internet and you go yeah you know it's all good but sometimes just walking around you see a property that's for sale yes and you think to yourself oh I'm just gonna that looks like something I might be interested in it looks like it's, it's in the right air sort of area yeah it's got look, looks like so it's what got, you're saying is you you you're walking past a house yeah and you're getting a massive hard on yeah, basically. Are you jizzing in your pants? No, to get an erection. And you, I want okay, to further ere- that erection. You're getting the erection, but you're not getting the jizz. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I, wanna, I want to come. Yeah. And the, I figure the only way I can come anymore is yeah. to watch something on my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think to myself, you know what I'll do? I'll just Google the property yeah. and find it online. And I'm sitting there trying to walk the dog. Wait, are you sitting walking the dog, or okay, are you in I'm some kind of the dog. are you in some kind of wheelchair? <laughs> yeah, it's an electric this. wheelchair with one foot you, out pushing you, it along. You lazy man! <laughs> so I'm walking the dog, and I'm like, "Well, the dog's not just gonna, Dwayne's just not gonna stop for me. Well, he wants to go. I'm like, that's fair. We're gonna keep, a, we're gonna keep a pace. Yeah, gonna keep a pace. So I'm like, the dog okay. knows. The dog knows that you sort of have this unwritten contract with the dog when yeah. the dog walking. They know that a pace has to be maintained. Pace has to be maintained. So we're going. I'm like, you know what? We've walked past the place. All good. I roughly know what street it is, but I didn't catch the number. Mm-hmm. All right. So you try to look it up. It's so hard to look up unless you know exactly the property thing and maybe the like property the property thing. address. Right. And maybe the property, like who's selling the property. Mm-hmm. It's quite difficult to find sometimes. Yeah, you didn't take a photo. No. Because okay. how would that, a photo help? Uh, you see the sign? Wasn't there a sign? Okay, great. But the so, this, um, this is what I'm going to complain about. You the take signs. a photo of the sign? But the signs don't yeah. have... I don't know if you've ever noticed this property. You walk back there later? But the sign... No, it's uh, once, once a day. Come on. Yeah. But the signs don't have the property address on it. Uh-huh. Well, no, because you're they, they don't need to because they're on the street. Okay, fine. That's fine. But how about this? If people want to see, let's just say you want to know when the next open time is, uh-huh. you've got to search for the They address. used to put that on the sign. Yeah, okay. They don't put that they on the sign anymore. anymore. Because it, where is it? It's on the internet. Great. But wouldn't you think with the QR code technology that we're using across the country at the moment, <laughs> you would think that... No one s- uses QR coding outside of COVID. I, for QR coding for shops, yes. Everything else, I have never seen anyone else QR code for anything else. I love that tell you so. But bar myself at one of the restaurants where you had to do it for the food. There you go. I would have, if I could have gone up, I would have gone up yeah, okay. and ordered. But wouldn't it be great? And as soon as you start looking, you know, getting into the property market, you're walking past, wouldn't it be great? You just go, oh, I see the sign. I want to know when the next open thing is and come up with the property thing on realestate.com, wherever it is. Scan the QR code, pops up on your phone. And that way you can save the link, send it to people. You can do all that. Why have they made it extra? Like, you have to pay. There's See, only- I would have just known the street and the number of the house. Well, if, you know, if you're walking somewhere you haven't been in a while, yeah, yeah. you can't remember, or you're walking somewhere new. Yeah. You know. I still would have. I would have taken, even at that pace, I would have crossed the road, turned around, found the street number, found the house number, and continued on my jolly way. they're dropping the ball with this, where they're not giving you easy access to... I've never liked real estate agents. No, nah, they, 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 they are a middleman. Look, my parents have sold one of their properties, the, the right? Real estate agents, they try to uh, act high classy. Yeah. But they're really low class. They're just sal- they're the salesmen the- with products that 
they didn't create. They're just a, they're just they're a middleman, just, just a contract manager. Terrible people. I've never had any good experience with real estate people. My parents just sold their property, yeah. right? And they had to put it up on the websites, yeah. right? And do all the marketing. And it used to be back in the day, you would have to find it on the actual real estate's website or the you, pamphlets, the you, booklets. You get or, the local paper. The That's lo- the reason you got the local, local paper, paper because houses. you got the houses in, right. the, in it. Yeah. And now it's all online. And there's only two websites in Australia, realestate.com. And domain. Yeah. That's it. And they charge you because they're basically got a duopoly. And they're almost owned by the same people. Yeah. They charge you of arm and leg. So advertising to put it anywhere near somewhere where they would look, which is basically like Google, front two yeah. pages, yeah. tops. It can cost up to ten thousand dollars to sell to put it in a listing like that. Wow. And my, obviously my parents didn't spend that much. Yeah. And it all depends on what area you're trying to sell a house. So hot property markets. So Turak, $50,000 it, 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 to sell your but house. But you know what? It may not be because yeah. there's not many houses being sold in Turak. Uh-huh. But a place like Northgate or down, you know, Spotswood yeah, yeah. or something like that where lots of property turnover all the time. You're high competitive. You want to be more competitive, you pay us more. That's very interesting. I mean, look. I feel like if you're going to buy a house, though, you're also going to spend the time scrolling through page two to ten. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And you're monitoring every single one of them and and doing all that. So, look, I think QR codes. If if, Look, I used to use QR codes. Believe it or not. So there's a conspiracy here. There's a conspiracy that the real estate agents are now in that they're not putting the QR codes or the address on it because they're somehow getting kickbacks from realestate.com and domain. But that's the thing. The QR code can go straight to the website. I don't know. I'm just thinking of some... some Well, look, and this is how I know about QR codes, because back in the day when the cliches used to play more gigs, right? Did you put QR codes on them? Because I never never used it. I put QR codes on them all the time. Every single gig for about six months to a year. Uh Uh-huh. You know those monthly gigs. We used to put I used to put QR codes in the corner, and you used to scan the code with yeah. the phone, and it used to take you to the Facebook event. Uh-huh. I thought, how good is that? Like, I, no one used it. Anyway, so I thought, you know, <laughs> I have them anyway. I have them there. People see the day And then I was putting up some posters at the venue we were playing at. Yeah. Someone comes up to me and goes, "Oh, is that a QR code?" I go, "Yeah, yeah it is." You know, oh. I've, and this person goes to me, I've only ever seen drug dealers use them. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> and this was like, I don't know, seven, six or seven years ago before, yeah. you know. Not Dr- that they drug were, dealers are the early adapters. They're, they're, they're early the early adopters adapters of a whole of, bunch of, of things. Of they're like, yeah, I'm in. I mean, yep. let's try it out. And I don't know what they were using it for or anything like that. And I only had temporary ones because you had to, you basically have to purchase yeah, a QR yeah. code. Or you can make temporary ones that last like us a month. And it worked for me when I was advertising for the band because I would have the posts up for a month and get them taken down. But yeah, QR codes back in the day, like no one used them. And then I didn't hear about them for ages. And suddenly, oh, scanning everywhere. Got a QR code. Got a QR code. And you're right. They, they Some of them are using them for menus of certain venues. Yeah. And I don't know about... I don't really like... The ordering... If you're charging me money for a meal yeah. and you're putting a premium on it, yeah. I want a waiter or a waitress. A waiter. Yeah. You want someone to... Yeah. I want someone page. to yell at. I want someone to complain at. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. There's, there's something about that. Now, the other thing I'm going to complain about uh-huh. is... Um, uh, what's the guy? Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin he Smith. He did uh, Clerks and Clerks 2, uh-huh. right? Great films, fun, all that. Brilliant films. And he's um, he's just he was offered to remake the He Man show. Right. Okay. And the He Man show, eighties show, so a little bit before our time. Yeah. Never saw the He Man show. Yeah. Um. I saw he, Clerks. Yeah. But never He Man. Yeah. Well, He Man, Masters of the Universe. This yeah. was like an eighties cartoon. It was basically a, a Mattel made a line of 
toys uh-huh. and then made a show based on the toys to sell the toys. Got it. It was a great, great thing, right? Like that, that when you could do that back in the day in the eighties, right? Where you could literally make a show to sell toys to kids. Like Transformers was like that. Like they, how good were fucking Transformers? Oh, I was a Power Rangers kid through and through. No, no, no. I remember having this Transformer. I'm going to talk about that. I'm I had this Transformer toy, and I got frustrated because I could never like transform it back. But my brother, <laughs> my brother could do it, but I couldn't do it. Fucking that! That just that gave me the shits. <laughs> It's all these little things that we remember for our childhood. And then you remember being a kid, right? You sort of grow out of your toys. The toys are put away in the cupboard. Yeah. And then one day, maybe Pull. two or three years later, you get those toys and you remember all these toys. Yeah. That you had. Oh. Remember a whole bunch. But going on with that, he's remade it. And the show is now... I can remember, it was a kid show back in the day. So, you know, these guys back in there when they're in the 80s, they would have been... You know, Bought in like the late seventies, early eighties. Watch the show. They're now like forty years old. Uh-huh. You know, ten years older than us. And they're re- now they're watching Kevin Smith's version of the show, and going, "Oh, it's not as good as the old one. It doesn't focus on the right things." They're complaining, like obsessively, overly complaining about it. And I'm sitting here going, "You do realize it's a kid show." For kids, and that's what I want to. Ah, uh, yeah, but, but adults have that nostalgia of back in my day. Yeah, but it's like Star Wars. All the new Star Wars is shit. Yeah, but I guess Star Wars was for adults. Uh huh. You know. Well, I think Star Wars is for kids. Okay. I think it was multi. Like He Man, He Man was uh-huh. definitely for kids, right? Right? What, Star Wars what, was what for the fuck the, is a He-Man? Uh, it was just a cartoon character, like okay. a big strong guy, held a sword, <laughs> said, "I have the power." He was fighting Skeletor. <laughs> like that's literally it, right? <laughs> and is, then that is the shittiest marketing. It that was has great. Happened from what Mattel it, or whatever. It outsold. <laughs> it outsold Barbie. It outsold Star Wars toys <laughs> back in the day. Like that's how big it was. <laughs> Superheroes called He-Man. Yeah. That is. They're not even trying. So I tell you what happened. Someone was trying to get fired. No, no someone. And I can tell you, someone was trying to get fired. Came up with the shittiest idea. Somehow it stuck. Yeah, yeah. That's what he looks like. Somehow it stuck, and then this guy was made a you genius. You know what? That I watched the the toys that made us. That's why I know a little bit about yeah. more about He Man. Great show on Netflix. If you I don't think watch. you could call him a He Man today. Well, that's a, that's another thing, right? Yeah, but. They made this character because they were like, we want to compete with Star Wars, but we can't use space theme. So they're going to create like this fantasy world and all that sort of stuff. And they made this character, this buff dude, because they wanted like a bigger, stronger toy than all the other toys. So when you pick it up, it's big and muscly and all that sort of stuff. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So four. But all these people are complaining about these reboots yeah. and remakes that are that are not aimed at you know at the forty year old man. It's still aimed at kids. Like you know, they remake Power Rangers mm-hmm. every year, basically. And look, I love the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's gonna always gonna have a nostalgic bit to my heart. But if I rewatch it now, it is you can actually clip exactly the same clip because they use the same clip. Of the of the Megazord coming together, it's never different. It's the same <laughs> clip. They just copy and paste it. Yeah. You know, I know that the voices are overdubbed, and you can see when they cut from the American footage uh-huh. to the Japanese footage. Yeah, and you know, well, I I don't go into masterpiece. I love it because yeah, but as a kid, you loved it though. You I loved care. it as a kid because yeah. uh, it was cr- big, wild, and crazy, and I love it as an adult. Because it's stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I don't go to, oh, you know, if they remake it with the new cast and do other variations of Power Rangers, I can still watch it and go, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of guys and girls in spandex suits and a, and a motorcycle helmet fighting a guy dressed up as a monster. <laughs> like, that's what it is in, in basic terms. And it's still funny and it's still great. But I'm never going to say it's a masterpiece, but a lot of these people... it's Again, same for Star Wars. Okay, it was a kid's film, but at least the original three 
had some merit to the like you know adult merit some a, a bigger themes great actors great acting and actually quite a competent story mm-hmm. and these new ones don't add any value well the the new ones are just are just trying to compete they're just rebooting they're trying to make some money and then they move on but at least like when george lucas did his prequels yeah he wasn't trying to compete with he was just trying to still tell no he was trying to tell star wars yeah he was trying to tell the story very different to someone rebooting and just trying to that's right and i think that's the the issue more than anything else everyone's looking the people making these things are looking at as a reboot and they're trying to make basically make money and i understand that but you're going to make money off the product like star wars is going to make money no matter what yeah you know they made a billion dollars at the box or 1.2 billion dollars of the first film amazing you know and spent 250 mil or 300 mil whatever yeah. it was right so quadruple what they spent yeah right definitely made their money back you could have done that and but focused in on making a good story uh-huh. and it actually probably would have done even better because people would have gone I'm here for the story. Because that's what... Star Wars is knights in space. Yeah. With a bit of magic. Uh-huh. You know? Like, if you change the setting from Tatooine to Knights of the Round Table, it, you could tell the exact same story. Yeah, it's the it's the, it's the the classic storytelling arc. Yeah, arc. Exactly yeah. right. And it's the same for, like, He-Man or Power Rangers, whatever it is. But people overanalyze these things to such degree that they take any of the joy out of it. Have you seen He-Man? I've seen... Like, Have you seen the new He-Man? No, I haven't. Uh-huh. But I hate people complaining about it online that are fully grown adults. <laughs> I was like, dude, don't you have anything else to do? <laughs> like, I can't... Like, again... No, Church, let me, I'm a little bit older than you, so I feel like I need to give you some wise advice again. We should really have a segment called Kieran Gives Church Wise Advice. This is it. You should make a theme tune for it. <laughs> Um, and now it's time for Kieran gives Church wise advice. Do 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 do. I don't. That's a terrible thing. You'll come up with something. <laughs> Never listen to grown men living in parents' basements complaining on the internet. I understand it, but <laughs> it goes across the board with a whole bunch of things. Like I said, people complained about the new Power Rangers film that came out, like the one, the live action one they made it for adults. Australians complain about everything before we had the internet. That's true. I'm not going to say that that's a lie, but what I'm saying is it's like people expect these grandeur things. They're like, oh, it's going to grow with me and it's going to be just as good as I remember. No, if you go back and play old PlayStation games or Nintendo games, they're never as good as you remember. Because at one day it was that you got that you childhood joy. And all. I remember watching... I don't know. Let's just. I think it's like playing cards against humanity. Yeah. The first time you play it, you're like, this is the greatest game I've ever played in my life. And like, you you play, you play, you play. And then after a year or two, you play it again. You go, oh, it's not as, it's not as good. When, so cards against humanity is great. And I think it's, I think it's great. I could play it again and again and again, but there needs to be a new deck of cards. Yeah. Yeah, because when I've played it and I'm like, oh, I know that card. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's funny. But that was funnier the first time with yeah. a different group of people. It's like it's yeah. like everything. You yeah. Know? It, all these sort of kids shows are built for kids. And uh, the kids... I remember... You have, Willy, you have that, I think it's Willy Wonka or I don't know, one of those yeah. very early 1990 films. Yeah. And I remember, I remember watching these films going like... Because you've got a you're a kid, you've got the imagination going, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And then, it, like, as an adult, re-watching those same ones going, fucking hell, the set is shit. Yeah. Got, like, they've painted a curtain yeah. as the background. And as a kid, I thought that was fucking real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, that is so shit. There's, that, there's only so much of a level of suspension of disbelief you can have as an adult. And I think you become a little bit more cynical as an adult as well. But I think these people bring this, this is why we move into the the great films of old school and yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Wedding crashes. Oh look, I watched we what Jess and I watched uh Austin Powers. Yeah. For the first time in That film in my head is still ten out of ten. Ten out of gold. ten. 
I have managed to watch 10 minutes of it a couple of years ago and I had to remove myself from the room because it was going to ruin the yeah. nostalgia of, I of that. I, I'd seen it and like, you know... Liar Liar is the other film. And I'd, but Liar Liar is pretty funny. But I'd re, we, re, we thought to ourselves, how funny this would be, we'll re-watch all of the Austin Powers. We're going to have a fun lockdown move. And then we watched the first one and we're like, we did not laugh once <laughs> we're like there are no actual fun like funny jokes whereas i can re-watch something like this is spinal tap or i can re-watch uh caddyshack yeah a million times and it's always funny yeah but caddyshack was designed for adults not kids i but so was um austin powers space jam was designed for adults not kids well okay that's another thing the new space jam came out and people go oh it's not as good as the original yeah because with the original you were watching it and it was had bill murray it had bill murray yeah so you can't compete had, it had newman <laughs> it had it had uh charles barkley yeah it had uh i had someone else in it that's really famous and i can't remember uh, Danny DeVito. It did have Danny DeVito. It was, yeah. Like it had an all-star cast. It was and, amazing. And Michael Jordan, like, I think really... Believe- and you know what? That film there was meant to be just like a film. Yeah. Like it wasn't meant to be like this blockbuster thing. It became a cult classic. But there's there's lines in that film which are just for adults. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it goes over the kids' heads. And then they're like, why are mum and dad laughing? Yeah, yeah, but but I, I look at I haven't seen the. Did new I tell station. you what I did when I was working at a primary school? Please, I had to, had to stay back for one of those I don't know like nighttime experiences that you know the the kids have once a year or whatever because they can't go to school camp. Yeah. Anyway, so they had to watch a movie, and there was there was a number of movies to pick. So let's just say there was like four new releases on DVD, and then like the fifth one was Space Jam. Put it on. And so I said to the teachers, "I'll, I'll, bang, bang. I'll, I'll deal with this." So I was like, "All right, everyone, we're going to have a secret ballot. All right, all the kids, close your eyes. All right, so to show them the movies, so right, kids, close your eyes. All right, raise your hands for the first one. Raise your hands for the second one. Raise your hands for the third one. Raise your hands for the fourth one. Right, raise your hands for Space Jam. All right, open your eyes. The winner, and like no kid knew a fucking Space Jam. I was like, the winner is Space Jam. Oh. <laughs> Bang! And the teachers are just applauding me. Yeah. They're just like, "Well done." But it's a f- uh, we re- we rewatch Space Jam, and yeah. it is, it's fucking terrible. But for a kid, if you were to watch it as a kid, I guarantee a kid would like it. Like it's stupid enough for a kid. And as an adult, you can appreciate certain things. But again, like it's not high art. No, but it's not trying to be high high art. And I think that's again, all these kids' films, all these kids' properties, especially He Man. I, I can't see. I won't be able to bring myself to watch Space Jam two. No, no, because uh, I just know I'm gonna fucking hate yeah, Space Jam two. Exactly right, because because they're gonna miss the mark. Well, they got like I've seen someone review it. I've seen a few, uh, one or two uh, YouTubers review it, and they're like, oh, you know, one of them was like, it the story is stupid. Like, the story of the first one was stupid, but at least it had a point. Mm. This one here ha- apparently is really stupid. And then another one was like, oh, but, you know, it's just as crap as the first one. And I'm like, wait a second. The first one was meant to be crap. And that's the difference. This one here is meant to be like, oh, look, we're rebooting it. It's going to be amazing. It's for everyone. It's for the people who like the original Space Jam. The first Space Jam was just like... With the biggest star in Space Jam 1 was Michael fucking Jordan. <laughs> and that's your best actor. And the second best actor is Bugs Bunny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, let's, let's just talk about, like, hierarchy of, of you know, best actors in the film. Third best actor is Wayne Newman. Uh-huh. And then you've got Bill Murray, who I don't even think was just a cameo. I don't even think he was meant to be in the film. (laughs) I think he was just there playing golf (laughs) with with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan, and that was a for him. That was just his day. You know what I mean? So I I don't know why people are complaining about it so much. And I and going on from that sort of thing, I hate the reboot of Dark. Like making a kids show and then rebooting it to make it dark to see and edgy. I would love a kids show rebooted to an adult show. Like what? 
I don't know. Like, well, they, okay, do you know the Powerpuff Girls? Yeah. Remember that show? They're trying to reboot that as an adult show. Perfect. Make it R-rated. Yeah. And, Wonderful. But the, the, apparently the in the first act of it, or the first script of it, the first thing that happens is that one of the girls walks into another girl's room and she's having lesbian sex Power with another Puffs person. Power on OnlyFans. It would be a huge hit. <laughs> you know what? People would fucking... Simps would go fucking nuts for it, you know? That'd be that'd be great. I don't know. I'm just sort of over all that that sort of, uh, you know, make new properties. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I think there was definitely a golden time for new properties. I think the 80s was really good for new properties being made. Yeah. And I think that we're sort of stuck in a rut of, we know, like... Okay, I don't think we're... I, I don't think, no, I don't think we're stuck in a rut. It's I think it's these film studios... Yeah don't know what to do and oh, the answer the answer is actually very clear because netflix yeah. and prime amazon prime video and disney and all that are doing it they're actually paying people who are producers and directors giving them you are the creative control yeah we're not going to interfere with you we've we've funded you we've greenlighted you you down do it and then you deliver it to us and we put it on your show i think the film studios with their their executives and all of that and have to justify their jobs and have to get involved and and get their nose all in it i i think i think that's why we get all this crap i disagree i think they go what property this is why disney's been buying so many properties they go what properties do we have that everyone knows and makes money guaranteed and it's easy to go oh everyone knows who iron man is and we're going to make another iron man film Everyone knows what Space Jam 1 is. We're going to make a second Space Jam. Everyone knows what Star Wars is. We're going to make 50 Star Wars shows. It's so much because people go, oh, Star Wars film. I liked one of them. Yeah, yeah but Man- Mandalorian was great, but Disney stayed out of the way for Mandalorian. Yeah, but not the films. That was so heavily... Like, oh, that the, was films, the, that, the films are different. The films were... That was... The, the executives. I think the, te- I think Man- the TV show and film... I'm going to keep them separate yeah, in this Ma- sort of Mandalorian, they let them... They just funded it and then yeah. they stayed the fuck out of it. Yeah. And yeah. if as long as they stay out of it, I think we're going to have amazing, but amazing think, content. Uh, but that's the thing. I, th- I think as soon, like, as, exe- talk- as soon as executives and yeah. all of that get involved... I think then try and bend something to a to a look, particular type of the, audience. The we're film stuffed. industry's never been about the art. Like I think that we're very lucky that some art comes through in the film industry. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like the, even the music industry, I don't think it's about the art anymore. I think we're very lucky if some art comes out, like good art comes out of it. You know, we're very lucky. Like John Mayer can still release a but great album. But nevertheless, there's there's still great opportunity for this art because it's now so easy to get your music out there. Yeah, it is, but it's also oversaturated. Yeah, massively. It's same for all art forms at this point, entertainment forms at this point. But if you want 100% backing by the by the industry, you need you basically need to be doing working on a property that is already existing. Mm. And I think that's a really hard sell. Like a new, like there won't be a new, like I'm going to talk in the music industry. It's not going to be a new Led Zeppelin, right? Because it's much easier to resell Led Zeppelin albums. There'll be someone. Someone will break through. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Someone will break through. Um, but the problem is the problem is now would could, you know Led Ze- let's say Led Zeppelin today broke through. Mm. He doesn't actually have to sign with. Uh, wh- why would you sign with a, a, a record deal? Oh yeah, well maybe that's a bad example. What about going like you know? There's not going to be a. Uh, like why should the record label and all of that have so much control over you as the artist, whereas today musicians and all of that who who uh, were smart don't have don't oh, have well, look, the record frank, label frank zappa did that back yeah. in the 1970s yeah did the exact same thing as what you talked about golf grid and being his own producer and do all that sort of thing it's just it's the risk is far higher and you get um you get far less because of how the 
the intercommunication with radio stations, print media, and other types of stuff yeah, like but that. Radio, this is the thing. Radio stations are dying. I understand it, but there's, again... Print media is dying. There's it, still enough power there. Yeah, but it's diminishing. It may be diminishing, but there's still enough power there. You know, even free-to-air television. Like, yeah, it's, it's slowly dying, but it's still enough power there because there are still certain generations of Give people. it another decade. Another two, another decade um, to two decades. I'm not I'm not Go saying, on. but like, you know, we've seen this decline from the night like from the early two thousands. You can't name like a big film that came out that swept everything that was a new property. But I think I think something will come. I'm not uh, Avatar yeah. though. Avatar was new. Yeah, but who was behind it? Oh fuck, I know. James Cameron, who did Terminator, <laughs> Terminator 2. But Avatar, Avatar was the, the... That's probably the only big thing that I think... But can you remember what... One, the sto- the na- name of the ma- name of the main character Fuck is... Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> or one... Uh, that That is the most amazing film for me in the history of films. That came in and it was... It, it bang, the highest grossing film of all time won him all these awards, all this sort of stuff. And then the next year, no one remembered anything about the film. Like, no one knows the main character's name. No one really knows what the story is. No one really knows... No one knows a single line of dialogue from the film. Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing (laughs) at all. And I guarantee you, every, every fucking person saw it. But, you know, but people can quote The Godfather or Casino from... 50, 40 years ago, no issues at all. I love Casino and I love uh, the me too, me too, and, and Goodfellas as well. And you know, Avatar was meant to like be this franchise of have like like they've they've actually booked in five extra films. Never done anything. They've never done anything. Because uh. who cares? No one's gonna see Avatar two. You know, when the Fast and the Furious series have been a more successful <laughs> franchise than and we're up to number nine. Up to number nine. When when yeah, you go, yeah, here's you can make as many films as you want. You made a billion dollars, the first one to crack a billion dollars, and the Fast and the Furious franchise goes, We're still making a shit ton of cash. We're just gonna keep cracking on with films and get more When do you reckon they'll stop? Fifteen? I hope they go on. I think they're just going to go on. Why stop at nine? I I hope they go on forever. I hope that Vin Diesel, because Vin Diesel owns, really, yeah. Oh fucking hell! You know, so he he owns it all. So he he just goes, I need more money. I think it's like a big scam as well. Like the same sort of thing with this Adam Sandler stuff. Yeah. Like I've told you this on the podcast before, I believe, where Adam, if Adam Sandler wants more money, he makes a film yeah. and goes on holiday. And if you notice, like, all these films, apart from Uncut Gems, which is a great film, all these films are like, oh, me and me, my hot ex-girlfriend or whatever it is, love story, and we're on holiday in Hawaii in a five-star mansion, and they, we stay in the hotel for five weeks and film this film. Or David Spade needs money. I will make a film with David Spade in it. He gets two million bucks. I make a million dollars. I make a film for three million, ten million bucks. Yeah. I put it on on uh, Netflix. It makes fifty million. They give me more money to make it's more. It's a great films. scam. It's a great scam. You know, you only got some news. I do have some news. I think it's time for the news. Uh, right-handed man almost masturbates to death. Medical case study. Amazing. <laughs> uh, this fellow redefined mind-blowing sex after he suffered a life-threatening stroke while repeatedly masturbating <laughs> well he definitely had a stroke <laughs> medical experts are saying he's lucky he escaped the un- the ultimate unhappy ending uh, the unnamed 51 year old right-handed man from japan admittedly enjoyed pleasuring himself several times a day uh, according to a new case study in the medical journal of stroke and cerebrovascular diseases. However, one explosive self-love session went or went aurora went awry. When after climaxing, the serial striker was struck down by a thunderclap, headaches, and severe vomiting. Unnerved by the unsexy symptoms, the man rushed himself 
to this city university hospital where he was found to have low blood pressure and confusion. Uh, you know, having a wank feels great. Yeah. Right? But when you get to multiple times a day, multiple days a week. Yeah, and then he had a strike. How, how and he couldn't stop. How, That's amazing. How, how good must coming feel? Or having an orgasm feel once you masturbate. Like, you know, if you're up to your fourth in a day, let's just say. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you just be like, yeah, this is, like, you know. It's got to build up a little bit, though. Yeah, you got to allow for some time, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. It's like eating too much cotton candy. Like, the first bite is great. Yeah. And the second bite, you go, yes. By the, by the time you eat, like, half of it, you're like, I feel... I've got to throw this I'm really yeah, yeah, yeah. real sick. That's why the first sip of beer on a Friday tastes... It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And then, like, the fourth bit, you go, I probably should sp- stick to swap over to a whiskey. <laughs> like, you yeah. know. I just want to put it out there. The world's record for the longest time spent masturbating is 10 hours and 10 minutes. I feel like that could be broken. I feel like that's that's a self like that's a world record that could be. I feel like ten hours. Think of that. That is your whole day at work and transport getting there, and coming home. And when you when I think about I, I it, I like thought that, it would have been like forty eight hours or something. Oh no, because you would you would get tired. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't have to go that fast though. Just edging yourself yeah. for like ten hours. <laughs> that. That just sounds like torture. Like, when does it move over from having a wank to Chinese water torture? You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine if if you said, okay, I'm having a wank and I'm doing it to myself for 10 hours. Okay. But imagine something, I'm going to tie you down and wank you off for 10 hours. That's like, that would be torture. Yeah, that would be torture. You know, that's the new, that's going to replace me. Can you imagine if that replaces water torture in, in Guantanamo Bay? Waterboarding, yeah. Oh my yeah, God. it's like, here you go. Oh, we're going to waterboard this guy? No, no, no. Tie him down. <laughs> I've got... <laughs> Please stop! Uh-huh, no. <laughs> Just imagine the visual signals. Of what to... Why does it look like you're wearing an antenna? Oh, I've got, I've got the uh, little, little, little. Or it looks like you, you know, your head's having an erection. You know, you know how it goes. Yeah. You know how it goes. Uh, here we go. Um, man shames restaurant by weighing steak at the table to prove his meal is underweight. <laughs> wow! Did he have scales? What Going to a restaurant have? with all the positive associations of delicious food, alcohol, spending time with the family and dearest, but it turns out it's also a potential minefield. One man took it to an extreme after whipping out a set of scales at his restaurant to prove his steak was underweight, with his actions leaving people divided. Antonio uh, Chacon said his six-ounce steak looked like a child's meal and claims he was proven victorious after the scales revealed it weighed three point. Six eight ounces. Antonio had been out for his birthday meal with his family earlier in the month of Texas Roadhouse in Colorado, when he ordered his favorite meal, ribs and ribs and steak. But the twenty-two-year-old's food was brought to him for the kitchen. He said he noticed that the sirloin was appeared really small. Unemployed Antonio said he ran out to the car and brought him back back his weighing scales, placed them on the table in front of him. And the waiter looked on in shock. He then complained that the sirloin was actually weighed 3.68 ounces. Almost half the weight had been advertised, prompting the chef to remake his meal. Uh, from uh, Antonio said, it's, it's been my birthday. I ordered the ribs and steak. I got a six ounce steak. And when they bought it, it looked really small. Claimed, you know. So there you go. I asked the manager do you think I can weigh it? She said, yes, no problem. Go ahead. I ran to my car. I had scales in my toolbox in my trunk. I went to my trunk, grabbed it. I used the paper, uh, use it, uh, use the paper wrap. I ripped a piece off, put it on the scale and put the steak on. It weighed 3.6 ounces. And the waiter was like, Oh, it'll weigh, it'll weigh four or five. I said, no, this looks small. It looks like a child's meal. I ordered an adult meal. This guy. Wow. Well, a big round of applause, ah. big round of applause. I like that guy. He's got the evidence. Look, 
you order a six ounce steak, it might be six ounces before they cook it. Yeah. It's a bit of water evaporation. It's going to go down. Yeah, I would say, like you probably lose what half an ounce, let's maybe say, let's an say ounce. Five point five, acceptable. Ooh. Three or whatever it was. <laughs> half half yeah. its way. That's yeah. that's pushing yeah. that a little bit more. You got some more news for us? I do. Uh, Washington man shoots fridge after soda can explodes. <laughs> A man is under arrest, under arrest after he shot his refrigerator, believing someone was shooting at him after a soda can exploded. Officers responded to the scene on Saturday after receiving reports that the man had opened fire at a refrigerator. <laughs> that would be, like, we, if we were allowed guns in Australia, I would do something stupid, like at your house, putting like the, the you know the Coke can in the freezer to cool it up, like to get yeah. cold faster and forget about it, and then kaboom. I I just think of it as Homer Simpson when he gets the gun, he's trying to turn the television off with the gun, like bang, <laughs> or shooting <laughs> off, or turning off all the lights in the house and shooting all the light bulbs. Yeah, same sort of thing. Um, Kieran, yes, you like South Park? I do like South Park. Uh, do you remember the episode of South Park with Casa Bonita, the Mexican <laughs> restaurant? Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, apparently it's closing down. Casamanita is real? Casamanita is real. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, here you go. But that's okay. There are some saviors coming. The yeah. South Park creators, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, want to buy the real oh. Casamanita. Uh, here we go. If you like us at all, you will first introduce the concept of Casamanita, a small chain of Mexican entertainment restaurants in the western part of the United States through an episode of South Park that aired during the show's seventh season. Uh, at which point... You, if you continue to be like us, you assume the restaurants are made up for the show because how could such a paradise exist? Surely this fantastic wonderland of Colorado-based Mexican food is a novelty. Photo ops must have been sprung. Like I said, the fully formed the heads in the South Park creators, you know. But no, Casabinian is real, or it was. The COVID-19 shutdowns have been understandably hard on the entertainment uh, eateritainment industry. Because remember, it had like the cliff divers and the... Yeah. the, the uh, so it filed for, um, uh, for bankruptcy in April. Oh. But a potentially happy ending is a word because pa- uh, Parker and Stone may have not invented Casa Benita, but they're definitely fans and are apparently thinking about buying the last remaining restaurant for themselves. We want to buy Casa, Casa Benita and treat it right. I feel like it was neglected even before the pandemic, uh, Parker told uh, THR earlier today. Located in Lakewood, Colorado, the restaurant is the last vestiges of a chain that was apparently a big deal to both creators as a kid. And to be clear, it doesn't seem to be a joke. Parker and Stone seem to generally want to spend their ridiculous piles of 24 years of South Park money on one of those classic what I do if I was mega rich drinks, i.e. recreating a classic restaurant experience of their youth. We started talking about it and the changes we're going to make, mostly with the food, Parker told them uh we're going to make a really awesome food i was always already thinking about how i was going to make black bart's cave a little bigger that is amazing it's pretty great like uh, what would you do like you became mega rich what like childhood thing oh fuck that just sounds now that i know that casa is actually real yeah you just want to get a casa uh, yeah I, look if i was mega rich though yeah you'd bring back smorgies oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the Bundura one with the, the, water, with one, the yeah, waterfall. With the waterfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that magically, when uh, they wanted to put apartments there, magically burnt <laughs> down to the ground. <laughs> that was so awesome going there as a kid. Oh, the food was fucking shit. I, I don't know, I was a kid. All I ate was ice cream and jelly. See? Rose t- t- tinted glasses, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as an adult, I probably would go, I'm not eating here. This place looks unhygienic yeah. uh, and terrible. What would I do? I would just buy stupid. I, see, I want to I wanna own a restaurant and a bar. And I couldn't care if it actually made money or not. But just so that I, people, like, I could be like, yes, this is my bar. Yes, yeah. this is my restaurant. That'd be nice. And just, you know, have full control. I think, yeah, I think a bar would be the way to go. Yeah. Just so you yeah. can have some people play some live music. Yeah. Then... Just have have it exactly the way the fuck that I want. If I lost money, couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Because it's my bar and I'm like a multi-millionaire. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I would buy a McDonald's franchise. Really? 
So I think it would just be great to go, this is my McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I want to do that Richie Rich thing. It's like, you have your own McDonald's? Like, I want that experience. All right, I'm going to get a Hungry Jack's. <laughs> Jeez, you've chosen possibly the worst <laughs> fast food chain. You know what? Uh, Hungry Jack's is... The burgers it, are better it, at Hungry Jack's. Is, it's Burger King equivalent. Yeah. In America. But I can't think... Either that or I would buy Hutchies. <laughs> <laughs> convenient that that Hutchies is a kebab place where you get kebabs at midnight isn't it convenient that munchies which was around the corner burnt down really yeah yeah but they didn't have as good kebabs as Hutchies no, I preferred munchies you preferred munchies yeah that's like going I prefer um what's that other Greek this place is why I'm buying Hungry Jacks <laughs> you are <laughs> you are the second rate <laughs> what was that place uh two doors down from real Greek Kebab, the kebab shop? Kebab Nation? Oh, something like that. Oh, Slovaki King. Slovaki King. Yeah. Yeah. You had the choice of going to Slovaki King and Real Greek, and people went to Slovaki King. Yeah, no, Slovaki King, I would go to Real Greek most of the time, but when I wanted the Aussie, ah. I would go to the Slovaki King. What's in the Aussie? Uh, there might be like egg? egg and pineapple or I don't know. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> I don't think there was egg and pineapple. I think it was egg. There was, it was something different. Uh, can I ask a question? You you are more Australian than I. Yeah. Why is egg on our... <laughs> when did egg become synonymous with the Australian pizza? Like, I would have thought... Like I, I, like hundreds and thousands, maybe I would have gone. Yes, that's Australian, like you know, or, or Vegemite or kangaroo meat or kangaroo, something. Kangaroo meat, you know, perfect. Why did we go? We're gonna take <laughs> an egg. An egg. <laughs> like, gonna- who said that's definitely Australian? Like for me, like eggs are a think of like a full English breakfast. So I feel like an egg on a pizza. You Italians must go. What the fuck are they doing? Oh, it's. You know, I went even when I went to Italy and visit my family, they were confused that like that what they had like their own pizza oven and all that, and they would just make margaritas, nothing else. Yeah. Right. And then if you wanted stuff on top, you put like fresh salami on top. Mm-hmm. You don't even cook it. And I was like, I want to put that in the the oven and get it all crispy, you know, and have the fat melt. And they were like, oh, it's, that's like almost that even that was almost sacrilege. Wow. To them. So if I came over there and said, we're going to put a fucking egg on this side. We're going to make you an Aussie pizza. <laughs> I think I'm... We're going to get really processed I... ham. <laughs> yeah, the most processed... I can't even eat that stuff anymore. I'm, I'm sure I've been more sick from eating that ham yeah. than I have from, like... Have you been to Doc's, uh, Doc's in Carlton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now that pizza's nice. But that's just, that's the thing about the, the wood oven. They yeah. probably they don't, I think they don't even cook the salami and they put it on top or maybe just cook it. Just yeah, a that's bit. I don't know. That pizza's like mm. I don't know. I feel like that's the closest to it, real Italy I can get. Do you remember next door to Carter's? There uh-huh. was a pizza place, uh, and they had the pizzas in big trays. And they used to cut it and weigh it. Yeah, no. Anyway, that's reminded. That was definitely the closest pizza to Italy I've ever had in Australia, right. because it was. That's how they make it in Italy. They make big trays of it, and then you say, oh, "I want like you know that much," and they cut it. Then they weigh it, and you pay for it by weight. Oh! And then they sort of heat it up for you, ready to go. And it's the best. That's interesting. Because then you can like, if you want like three different types, you just sort of cut how much you want, and you pay for exactly that. Don't have to go. Oh, I'll have. A half a pizza, like half and half. Yeah. No, they make the full thing, so it's proper toppings and everything, right to the edges, and then they cut it and they put it, you know. Oh. That was my non. Like I always think, like back in the day, like non. No, why are you cutting pizza with with scissors? And then you go to Italy, and because of the way they make the pizza, yeah, that's how everyone cuts pizza with scissors. Not the not the the circular no. thing. Scissors. Scissors. So we're doing it wrong. All right, so next time I get a pizza in my house, I'm going to whip out the scissors because, you know, they never cut it properly anyway. So I'm going to use scissors to cut it and I'm just going to watch my housemates go, what the fuck Oh, oh are you've you got doing? the Italian tick of approval. 
This will be a. You will receive a phone call. I'm sure I will. Like when I'm at the shopping center and I can't find whatever I'm finding. <laughs> the bidders. I've gone down a different aisle that I've never. I didn't know existed. Probably. Yeah. And, okay, you know. I'm up for that. You want to do one more, more quick whip around? I'm just going. You want to do some headlines? Yeah. No, I've got nothing more other than a special story. Oh, go for it. A special, special story. Uh, Church sent me on a mission today, people. Oh yeah. <laughs> sent me on a mission. I forgot we were going to talk about this. Uh, to he said research Chris Chan. <laughs> <laughs> That was the scope. Find I, out, I really didn't think you would do this. <laughs> find out as much information as you can about Chris Chan. I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can Google Chris Chan, see what Chris Chan is about. <laughs> so I'm not sure whether it's a he or a she. It's a she now. Okay. Yeah, she has a penis though. But the headlines and everyone's calling calling Christina now. Chris, yeah, it's Christina Chan. Christina Chan. Yeah. A transgender internet personality. Chris Chan has been arrested on incest charges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as I read more, it's a, have you known about Chris Chan for a while? I've known for about, yeah. Okay. Well, I've been following him. Like yeah. I was following him back in the day. Yeah. And then I found that, the, you know, obviously I saw the transition occur. Uh-huh. And then I sort of dropped out and recently he, she's been in the news because she's done some. So Chris Chan is autistic. Yes. Uh, and is is gone from male, biological male, to identifying as female, transitioning. Yes. But created a character called Sochi or... Sonichu. Sonichu, is, there is we go. cross between Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, quite a number of years ago. And created this, like, ten-part series uh, movie thing, which I have not watched. Oh, no, it's a comic book. A comic book. Yeah. Which has received a lot of backlash on the internet. What? And somehow has become quite popular, but yeah. gets trolled a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's as much as I've, I've really found out. It's, it's such a big, big over... Like, there's, there's so much lore about uh, Chris Chan. Yeah. So Chris Chan started off, like, it was found on this like message board. Someone said, hey, this guy's pretty weird. He makes his own comics of Sonichu. And yeah. apparently he used to carry a medallion of Sonichu yeah. on him. And he Why actually... do I feel like this isn't weird? This is kids do this all the time. They like make up their own okay. stuff. He was also uh twenty one. Yeah. He would also hand out cards. Yeah. Business cards of saying, uh-huh. I'm looking for a girlfriend aged between certain things, a certain weight, certain height. Yeah. Help me find a girlfriend. Uh-huh. And all this sort of stuff. So twenty one Handing out business cards. Oh, good hustle. Well done. Good hustle, yeah. And and creates your own uh, comic book. Yeah. Right. Uh, still child, very childlike yeah. sort of mind. And then eventually, the more interactions he had with the internet, the more he believed that the made-up world that he created was real. Yeah. Oh, and that his okay. world was affected yeah. by real-world events and vice versa. Uh-huh. So at one stage, they said that the reason why... ISIS was around was because really they wanted to destroy the land of Sonichu. Wow. That's <laughs> and he okay. believed this and was trying to contact a bunch of people to try and stop that. It's an amazing story. And the whole uh, site Kiwi Farms used to be only focusing on which focuses like you know, a database, a repository and a message board of collecting information about weirdos on the internet and lol cows and people to make fun of on the internet uh was initially started to keep a track of the things that this person did anyway over time they would invite him to like um, conventions and he would inappropriately try to kiss people because obviously he's got autism Mm. doesn't really understand things over time eventually he decided i'm actually a woman trend and made that start to make the transition over, not by any drugs or anything, just by growing her hair and doing a whole bunch of fun things. Yeah. Wearing girls uh, clothes, etc. Wearing girls clothes, yeah. that. Okay. Still doing the same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then look, I, I'm probably, I'm missing a lot, mm-hmm. but the most recent thing that's happened is that this person has been arrested for having sex 
or raping his vegetated state mother. Wow. <laughs> Um, and also extorting her by c- getting in control of her bank account and transferring funds into his own her own account. Okay. So a whole bunch of things have happened. But the most important thing is... Well, so I didn't quite get that far because I went on to the, the Sonu Sonichu, Sonichu Sonichu comic Chew. book. Yeah. It's, a, it's great. Amazing. Okay. So you should do a whole... You, he should be... She, he or she... He, it should be a case study for you for your next doctorate because you will have a like last how long how many how many pages was your last was your was your last thesis like 200 uh oh, whatever like ninety thousand words yeah this yep. will be a million word <laughs> thesis this is be that's how fucked up this this this, this, this story is but the, the most the, the craziest thing that's come out to this to me and there's sort of two things that have come out and you're just like, what the fuck is going on in in um in the US, right? Um Oh, it's gonna I should have got it up earlier, but okay. This is a quality podcast, people. Um yeah. uh, so he was in she was in Virginia. Virginia's uh-huh. incest statute doesn't apply to mother daughter incest. So Virginia will have to decide the legal question of whether biological sex or gender applies with a law which has gendered language. This could easily end up in the Supreme Court. So the US Supreme Court may wow. have to decide if it's legal for a man to rape his demented woman if he identifies... But he has a penis. Yeah, but she, she identifies as a woman. But did she use... it? Well, did she use his... Did she use her own? I can't. I don't know. He's got a penis. Was the penis used at all? Yes, but it's a woman. Yeah, but if you're using your penis, if you're a woman, don't you just tuck it in? We're talking about an autistic man here. <laughs> I'm just trying to, trying to. If you're if you if you've got a penis and you identify as a female, do, I thought you did the tuck. And uh, the, the the I must admit the sticky tape or I don't know whatever you do. So oh, be, I can, I'm I can see sure. the lawyers going. No, the penis was inserted. Yeah, but she identifies as a or woman. The, or the as long as you say you are, you are whatever gender you state, right? Uh-huh. So if that's the case, then yes, you may still have a penis, but it's a female penis. Oh, this is just too confusing. So this she is... she raped her mother with her female penis, but because they don't see male daughter mother incest as incest. Church, can I tell you something? <laughs> this is why Hollywood doesn't make new films anymore because they're too fucked up. But this wouldn't this be way more interesting <laughs> of a film than Ant? Like, give me Iron Man four. <laughs> give me Iron Man four. I can. I can't deal with this. Uh, I. I. This. I think this is. This is the one of the the most interesting pe- people in the world. This is Christian, uh, Christian uh, 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 yeah, Christina Chan, and I think the more you dig into her, the more you're going to go. This is actually you know amazing. what's going to happen. I'm going to get home. I won't be able to fall asleep because I've had a coffee. Yeah, and I am going to do more digging. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It it is just an absolute. Turn your phone off tonight. It's it's because I'll be, be sending you messages. Fine, I'm up for it. Oh, 2 a.m. Jess is going to go. It's the I'm most gonna... one of those. Remember when we did Richard Greer? Like he was the guy that um, Bless was, you, Jess. was sending messages to Taylor Swift and writing her songs. And we listened yeah. to a couple of her yeah. songs. And he, <laughs> yeah. and he reviewed brothels. Like he's an interesting character for sure. The, Christi- uh, uh, Christina Chan is just like. That is peak autism. All right. So, so we have. And that is, for me. Yeah the greatest representation of the transgender community. I don't think the transgender community <laughs> wants to be represented by... But that's what people are going to know. Christina Clam or whatever. What's her name? Christ- uh, Christina Chan. No, I can't, I can't, see, I can't even keep up. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be... If this is the world going forward, I'm really excited. <laughs> it's... It's just the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. And I think the more you dig into it, I think you'll agree with me more and more. 
We might have to do a special. The We Only Do One Take podcast special. Go to Kiwi Farms. Look at this. Uh, millions of, of information points. It's going to be amazing. Excellent. Excellent. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Oh, make sure for all your other wanking needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and use Instagram, both hands. Don't Twitter. get stuck with your right. Make sure you also use your left. Spotify, Facebook, and definitely <laughs> and don't not. have a stroke while you're stroking. Definitely. Look, you know what? This show only goes for an hour, so you can listen to ten episodes of this show and beat the world record of of masturbating. <laughs> Film it, stream it. Can you stream it anywhere? Maybe Pornhub will maybe, let you stream maybe. it. And let us know. And let us know. And if you for all your other wanking me, and if you've got something to tell us, make sure you uh email us at we only do we only do one take podcast at gmail dot com. Kieran, thank you so much. So good to have a fantastic conversation <laughs> with you. I never we never know where these are gonna go. Thank you everyone. See you next week. Come on, man. Motherfuckers, guys. Come on. Give me the five-star rating, baby. Give me the five-star. That's all I want, baby. It's all I want. I'll fuck all the beautiful girls in the goddamn world. They'll fuck a ten-star. I just want five. Five, baby. Just five.